Hello, my name is Sharon Tran and welcome to The Swimming Rabbit's Trove. This is this week's episode. I hope you enjoy. Paper's Fear of Fire When I was younger, I had a fear of house fires. Looking back, this fear seems a little silly for different reasons. One, my parents are the type of people who double check that the stove is off before they leave to run errands. Two, we have no concept of scented candles in our household. Three, I have never witnessed with my own eyes, nor have talked to anyone who experienced a house fire in my life. Still, I had the irrational fear that one day, when I came home after school, I would find my house in ashes and dust. At the age, I was not afraid of house fire because I was afraid of losing my home. I was afraid of house fires because of what fires could take from my home. Mostly, I was afraid of losing my journals. Two weeks ago, with the encouragement of some friends, I decided to fight my regular creative block by trying to look for inspiration in my past. What this meant was looking through old diaries and journals, half humorously laughing at my young self's precociousness, and half fearfully anticipating digging up arguably shameful parts of my past that I have repressed for one good reason or another. What I found were not gems, but the sort of materials one would find in a thieving magpie's nest. Tin foil, safety pins, and long lost keys. Shiny, but valuable only in the eye of the beholder. Crayon maps of imagined lands on graph paper, kingdoms of my own. Sixth grade diary entries written entirely as comics. The list of the names of elementary school friends that I used to make sure I did not miss making anyone's Valentine's Day card. Some of the names are completely unfamiliar to me now. These are friends who now only exist in the confines of some well-worn pages. Near the end of her illustrated memoir, The Best We Could Do, Author T. Bui retells an experience of an apartment building fire that happened to her when she was young. Bui recalls her instinctive reactions to the first signs of smoke in her home. As her family made to evacuate, Bui rushed to a bathroom, wet a handcloth, and used it to cover her face against the smoke as she went further into her home to locate an unassuming brown file of important documents, what Bui called their most important possession one of the only records of her and her family's sparse existence at that time as recent refugees. The file contained birth certificates, green cards, social security cards, report cards, and awards. Thanks to what she called her, quote, refugee reflex, Bui was able to carry these documents to safety. In my home, we have a safe where we keep all of our own important documents. When I was in high school, burglars broke into our home and into the safe, perhaps thinking there would be money or gold. All they found were the documents, birth certificates, passports, social security cards. The burglars left them untouched. Visibly shaken after coming back to a ransacked home, 
My family members immediately reacted by discussing how and where they can buy a new safe. I remember them listing out the necessary criteria. Double locks, high quality steel, most importantly, fireproof. In the state of California, it takes up to three weeks to replace a birth certificate by mail-in request, up to six weeks to replace a passport, about two weeks to replace a social security card. Recently, I talked to my family about my memory of the fireproof safe. When I asked them if they knew that they could replace these documents if necessary and their relatively short waiting times, they all gave me a confused look. We never considered that, they told me. Right. Of course, in that moment, I did feel a little silly. Why ever consider the idea of replacing things they never thought they could afford to lose? These sheets of papers take their place in America. They are a crux of their hard-fought identities. And who's to say the process of replacement wouldn't be just as hard as the process of getting them in the first place? Who's to say they wouldn't be punished too? for losing such important documents. I find no humor in my family's fears, whether they're logical or not. I'm rather disquieted by the fact that my family's fear of losing their identities is tied to paper's fear of fire. This is probably why it never occurred to me to ask my family to let me store my journals in the new fireproof safe alongside these important documents. Beloved as my journals may be, there are no crux of my identity, no matter what my younger self might say. Though it would be an unfortunate loss if my journals were taken by flames, though heaven forbid, what is vital is still inside me. I may never be able to draw those exact crayon maps, nor remember the names of those long lost elementary school friends ever again, but I can make future records of the equivalent. Continue molding my growing identity on new pages, where nothing is truly rooted and my fears are only self-created, and knowing that what truly matters is not something one could ever put on a piece of paper. This week, I would like to thank KNL for encouraging me to look through my old journals and for being nothing but supportive in all of my creative endeavors. Once again, my name is Sharon Tran, and this has been The Swimming Rabbit's Trove. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. Be happy, be safe, and be well.